Hi, and welcome to a very special episode of Seven Mile Chats. We have made it to our hundredth guest and our hundredth episode. Well, not quite our hundredth guest. I've duplicated a couple of guests, but it is our hundredth episode. And I can't wait to share it with you. This was a goal of mine to get to at least a hundred episodes with guests. I've definitely had more than a hundred with bonus tracks and um, trailers and things like that. But this is my hundredth conversation and chat with someone else. And so I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And because I've reached my goal, I'm going to be taking a break and we will see when the spirit leads for me to pick up the podcast again, but I'm going to be taking a break from it. It was a great thing to do during the pandemic. And I definitely have loved these conversations over the past three years and four seasons, Um, but I am going to be taking another break and we will see where the spirit leads. But for now, please enjoy this hundredth episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode, the 100th episode of 7 Mile Chats. And this has been a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister. I have a master's in theology. But the purpose of the podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking with someone I've not yet met in person, but someone I connected through Instagram. She's a podcaster, an author, a certified strategist that helps women break free from a cycle of depletion. It's Laura Dominic. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much, Julia. I'm so excited to be your 100th guest podcast (laughs) episode. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Why don't you share a little bit more about yourself with the listeners? Sure. I am... The um, a wife and a mother of seven children, and we've homeschooled forever. And I mm-hmm. am going to be retiring in one month um, because my youngest son is going to be graduating. And so I'm very excited about that. Uh, we've been homeschooling 25 years, I guess. So uh, that's where I've been. Um, and then I decided that because I was now going to supposedly have all this time on my hands, I better do something with it. And that's where the um, coaching, uh, which is what a wholeness strategist is, uh, a coaching certification came in. And I'm in the process of building um, a community for Catholic mothers who are overwhelmed and want to thats break out of that cycle of depletion. So just know I, I I knew I needed to transition into something. Otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, it probably wouldn't be a good situation. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to ask how you yeah you felt about that because that's a huge like life change for you and for your family. So it's I, yes. I love that you already. I'm a planner, so I love that you have like yeah. a plan <laughs> a plan already. That's great. Hopefully, you could, that. So I want I would love for you to speak a little bit more about that community that you hope to form or what some of your goals are with your coaching, or if you could speak a little more about like the kind of the cycle of depletion that you've seen with, with women. Sure. And, and mainly it comes from experience um, because it just took me, you know, 15 years to put words to it. Um, Mainly it's just that, that cycle of, you know, you get overwhelmed with life. You then become frustrated with 
anybody and everybody. And then you start to resent people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, you, why does that family look perfect? Why do, you know, why does that husband help out all that kind of stuff? And then you get angry because things aren't, nobody's helping you. Why doesn't everybody see how bad things are? And then in my case, uh, and probably a lot of other people's, you just blow up. And then it's like, okay, you know, I blow up a couple times a year, run out of the house <laughs> and then somehow manage to like get it back together and start all over again. But I never really changed anything mm. to make it better. So it would just start all over again. And, uh, and I just, you know, all you have to do is go into a good mom's Facebook group to see that a lot of people are going through um, the same thing. And so I, through, through my own coaching experience, the like, class that I went through, I learned how, you know, what it was that was causing that to happen in my life and how to end that cycle. And so I, I really feel this call to, to help women do that. And a lot of women can't invest the time and money into private coaching. And so I'm looking, uh, actually it's, I'm going to build it this week. It should be ready to go in probably two weeks. Um, a, just a community where people can learn because I have this, uh, just a great interest in how mindset really changes things. So, um, because I had a horrible one. And so it's going to be a place where women can meet and, and be in community and have accountability and, and learn skills and maybe they never learned before. Um, like how to make good decisions or how to have boundaries, things like that, and how to mm -hmm. change their mindset and just, and then, and then grow in virtue too, at the same time. So oh, a lot of exciting. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm so excited. I can't wait to get it started. So. <laughs> and it's a good timing too, because this, when this episode comes out, maybe by the time it comes out, you'll be ready to go. So it'll be great. Yes. Great timing. I'll definitely at the end, you know, give you a chance to tell us where we can find you and, and plug. Um, so we'll definitely listeners stick around to the end so you can get more information <laughs> um, from Laura. Um, we're going to talk about this Bible verse that you've chosen from Philippians. We've talked about Philippians a couple times um, on my podcast, but we obviously haven't discussed this verse. So you've chosen Philippians chapter four, verse 13. And I'd love to have you share that with us. Sure. And I took mine from the Revised Standard Version. Okay. And so um, that verse is, I can, do I can do all things in him who strengthens me. And awesome. so it's such a good if, verse. I know. And if you've gone to any gift store, it usually <laughs> reads, I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. So that's the him who they're talking about in this version. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And I have um, the New American Translation and it's mine is I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. So I, I love oh, wow. how okay. just the, tra the translation. And then I, I can see how you, this might connect to like the journey that you already briefly shared and your, mm -hmm. like the work you're going to do. But I just want to give listeners a little bit of context for where we're at in Philippians and like what the community of Philippi was like. So we've talked about Philippians a couple of times. Um, there is a passage right before this that we actually talked about verses four through eight, which is also kind of you like alluded that this is often in gifts shops and things. Um, mm -hmm. the, the verse before, like with four through eight as well is another popular kind of verse. Um, 
But Philippi was a community in Greece, and Paul established this as the first Christian community in Europe. And this letter was written probably while Paul was imprisoned, and um, maybe give some context for this, like for what you know, Paul maybe is trying to talk to himself a little bit about, like needing that strength. I know that he often um, found himself in situations where he himself had to rely on on God's strength because um, his ministry was not easy. And also establishing these early communities, you know, it was a lot of hardship. People were being martyred, um, and they were arguing amongst themselves about like Christ's teachings. And so um, Paul is encouraging them, but also giving thanks to the community of Philippi for their support, um, but encouraging them in their own faith journey. So that's kind of a little of context or background of this letter. But my first question for my guests is, why did you choose this verse, Laura? Well, unbeknownst to me, or if I did know this at one point, I had forgotten it, that I read that um, this letter is known as the letter of joy. Mm. And I, I thought that that was very, you know, there are no coincidences, but I've always been kind of attracted to joy. Not that I ever understood it completely, but, you know, back in the day I had my first blog was homeschooling with joy. And then my next uh, blog was, or website was a plan for joy in the home. And now my current one is a plan for joy. So it's, there's always been this connection to joy as in something I'm trying to strive for. Um, so this verse, because as I said before, uh, I've been homeschooling for 25 years. And so <laughs> it pretty much speaks for my experience. I can do all things in him who strengthens me because without Jesus Christ, I could not have made it homeschooling that many years. I, it just mm -hmm. would have been impossible. And so I always kind of relied you know, when, when you're getting to that point, usually around February, when you just want to pack it in and send the kids off to school. And, um, you know, I, I would go back to this and it's like, okay, I need to go back to, go back to my roots. I need to go back into, into prayer and go back to, um, all of that to just kind of regain my footing, get my strength back. Um, so it really just kind of speaks to that that call back to the foundation, um, you know, in order to keep doing what I knew I needed to do, really. Yeah, I can totally relate um, to what you were saying earlier about the the cycle for, for women often and also with teaching. I'm a teacher. Um, I teach mm -hmm. at a Catholic school, as I mentioned in my introduction. And uh, for us, yeah, like around March is the time where you're just like, is it summer yet? <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. the, it doesn't seem like spring break is anywhere near. We always do spring break around Easter. And it just, if Easter is late, it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know? Um, so do you guys take breaks in the summer for, for homeschool or, or no? Do you go year round? No, I, I always needed that break. Uh, mm -hmm. I have, a, I had training as a teacher. I never actually taught in a school, but I, that was the, just the mindset I had about, you know, you go to school from August through the end of May. So I needed by June, I was like, okay, I need to be done. <laughs> so yeah, I can totally relate with that. And I, I have to give myself like the reminders kind of like you were speaking of, um, you know, certainly in that time and kind of like they, the big buzz phrase, I feel like in just in around these days is like, what's your why? And I don't know if I love that <laughs> phrase, but it reminds you of like, you know, for me, it's like, what is my passion? What is my purpose? And ultimately, is this what God wants me to do? I feel like I'm trying to constantly discern and ask, like, 
and renew, like, is this still what God wants me to do? Um, right. So I would love to hear you, you know, this verse, we talked a little bit earlier about like that cycle of depletion, the coaching that you do. How do you see this verse um, resonating maybe with women who are in that cycle or all in that cycle, but how can we connect it to that maybe? Sure. Um, and re- so really now that I've kind of come, you know, to a greater understanding of how to identify where I'm at in this cycle and how to break out of it in, you know, depending on what's causing it, um, the ability to be able to teach other women the same thing really still goes, goes back to that verse is, you know, teaching them, okay, you can do this, but one of the first things you're going to need to do if you don't already have it is to have you know, knowledge of who Jesus is and have a good relationship with him. So you have that prayer routine to fall back on because really it's, it's just so much easier to do things when you, when you have a a good prayer life. And so as your foundation, um, and so just, just kind of using that as a, a base, you know, let's, let's set up your, your prayer foundation. Do you have a prayer routine? Do you have, even if it's, you know, the bare minimum, do you have a relationship um, so that you can converse with, with Jesus and, and go back to him and say, okay, I need help with this. You know, this is, this is going wrong. I'm overwhelmed. Things are really hard. And you have somebody to go back to um, because there might not be somebody that you can physically talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on your situation. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally connected with that. And something that I mentioned as you were speaking, like one of the cool things about what you're going to be doing is creating this community. Cause I find obviously, yes, God through all so many moments of my life, when I feel alone, you know, God is that foundation that you're speaking of. And I think um, it's also wise that you mentioned like routine. Um, cause that's always helpful. I think in stressful situations and, and times too. Um, but that idea of community, um, I feel like is so cool. They're going to be creating that cause to realize that people that we, we can strengthen each other. I don't know yes. if you would agree with that, that community oh, kind yeah. of falls into this verse a little bit too. Yes, definitely. Because I just in talking to different a lot of different women, or like I said, in these Facebook groups or stuff, so many women don't feel like they have community, mm-hmm. you know, definitely not in person, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit online. So, you know, while it'd be nice to, that we could all have community in person, um, sometimes that's not easy. And so to be able to provide that community to, to have, again, same thing, strengthen each other, but also for accountability, um, because that's just, that's what helps you to change is to know that somebody's there, you know, walking with you and holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a mother myself, but I, you know, I have lots of friends. I'm, I'm of the age of definitely where I have lots of friends that are moms and are kind mm-hmm. of in that, that cycle. And I find that sometimes the first thing that they want to get rid of, like if they're too busy is like that time for themselves. They're get like more and more. I feel like women are getting better at being like, no, I'm, I'm committing to doing this one thing for myself a week and I'm doing it. I'm sticking with it. But do you find that, do you find that often the first thing women let go is like their own personal like time or what what would you say to that? Oh yeah, Yeah. definitely. I mean, I was completely guilty of that, but also because, you know, there's, I'm, 
also Catholic and it's, so you've got that Catholic guilt and, and so much of, of the message being that in, even, even in the broader Christian sense, you know, who is that, um, I had written a, a short book about this. Who is that, that good Christian woman, the woman who never says no to anybody, you know, that, that you, you hold up on a pedestal because she's always there and she's always willing to do something. And she's always ready to, to put everybody else first, which is fine and good <laughs> if you're not totally depleting yourself. Mm-hmm. So can you, can you give to everybody else um, with, from your abundance is really mm-hmm. what it comes down to. And that so mm-hmm. many women myself included for so many years, you're giving from depletion. You're, you're giving things you don't even have. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're saying, okay, well, that's the way it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. exhausted and miserable and crabby and tired, but I've got to give to these everybody else, whether that's inside my home or outside my home. Um, mm-hmm. I have to say yes, because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I should be able to handle it. How come I can't handle it? You know, and then you start berating yourself um, because you're just, you have nothing left to give because you're not, you know, the proverbial, you're not filling your own cup. And um, so there is a way to, and I didn't, I didn't know anything about boundaries. So Mm -hmm. that's the key to pretty much to all of that is, you know, making sure you're taking care of yourself, setting the boundaries where you need to set them because boundaries are good. And then being able to give to people out of a sense of, of abundance. Mm-hmm. So I think that's well, <laughs> yeah, that's well said. I think you're right. Like, so we've talked about a couple of things then. So you've mentioned like having a routine and prayer that like that foundation and prayer that you can go back yes. to talking about community and just at least acknowledging that you're not alone. And if you can like try to find like even an online community and then boundaries, like setting like, no, this is my time. I'm going to take, you know, once a week or 10 minutes a day to work out or do whatever. Um, what other suggestions would you have maybe for people who um, are, are feeling this way right now? Well, and as you were saying that, I was thinking um, another big thing that I didn't do was communicate. Mm-hmm. So part of taking that time and setting those boundaries and, and doing that is communicating with your spouse, with your family, saying, Instead, I would sit there and think, well, how come you can't figure this out? Yeah. Like, why don't you know that I need time to myself? Why don't, you know, Mm -hmm. the passive aggressive statements, oh, sure, you know, go ahead and go out tonight, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of just saying, hey, you know what? I am so overwhelmed right now. I, I really need, you know. Saturday, I need to go out. I need to do Mm -hmm. something. I need whatever. And so that's, I think, another huge thing is is being able to communicate that and not just, Mm -hmm. I think that comes though too with, you know, when you're in that cycle, you're just so frustrated and so resentful that you're not even thinking. Mm -hmm. You're just like, okay, everybody should be able to tell that I'm miserable right now and they should know exactly what I need. And Mm -hmm. really that's never (laughs) the case. (laughs) Okay. We won't say never. (laughs) No, but I, I feel that way too. And, um, you know, again, I'm not a mom, but like with teaching, like I think that, oh, I've, I've articulated my expectations. Like the expectations of a classroom are pretty well established. And like, I'm a, you know, I'm a seasoned teacher, like 
people know the deal, but I constantly have to like reiterate, you know, I can't assume, you know, and then I yeah. have to reiterate before I like the consequence and stuff. And with my friendships too, like I recently traveled with a friend we did like in, when you do like close quarter long trips for a while, you start mm-hmm. to get maybe on each other's nerves a little bit. And in those moments you have to communicate what you're feeling. You can't just be like, well, how can she not see that? I'm like, like you said, like miserable right now. Like, how can she not know? I have to say like, oh, you know what? I think I'm done with this. Can we do something else? Or, you know, I, I mean, I, so I can relate to you right. even though I'm not a homeschooling mom. Um, no, right. Right. Um, I was just going to say like back to the homeschooling and the, so you've been doing it for 25 years, you said, which mm-hmm. is before it was cool, baby, or before like COVID where a lot of people <laughs> yes. had to do it. Um, so like, I'm sure that that was like, where, was it hard having resources and things like that um, in the early days? Um, well, and actually I'm, I would say probably like maybe 10 years past the really hard times <laughs> where mm-hmm. there was nothing. So mm-hmm. when I came into it, there were some pretty decent, pretty decent resources, nothing like there is now, um, you mm-hmm. know, with all the online classes you can take and all of that kind of stuff. So um, I was fortunate to also have a very, um, large and solid home homeschooling group again that community uh, that made it just doable because you had people to you know to relate to and to talk to and to be frustrated with <laughs> so <laughs> not that it's all bad trust me but you know when you've got seven kids doing seven different things yeah whew, it's uh, yeah hard to to keep everybody on track I get it. Like as a teacher, I don't think people realize, and maybe that's what that goes back to kind of what we were saying, like, how can people not realize that this is hard? Like that we're juggling <laughs> all these different subjects and that, um, yeah, we, we need myself too. I rely on my coworkers, like my community, like, can I go to the bathroom? Like, can you watch my class mm-hmm. for a hot, a hot second while I run to the get water or whatever? <laughs> uh, I just little things like that. I think people don't realize how much we are juggling and managing and, um, that's again, going back to like the, what's your why, let's not why we do it. You know, we do it for the recognition or the money or obviously, or anything like that, but right. just nice to be nice to be noticed every once in a while or exactly. appreciated, but, um, to kind of get us back to this verse and like your coaching, um, did you see like an, an increase post now we're kind of in post COVID I would, you know, or we're, we're dealing with COVID we're functioning with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, would you see, like, say that there's been like an increase in this like depletion, like, do you find that people are more tired after this pandemic or what's your experience? Um, I, I think it's a little of, of uh, like a negative and a positive here because mm-hmm. yes, definitely people are still trying to what recuperate, find, find their ground um, because of all the things that changed and, you know, all the trauma that everybody went through Yeah, uh, to be honest. Um, so yeah, there's still, there's still a lot of that, I think, be, just because of the level of anxiety um, that a lot of people are feeling. Um, but yet, like you had mentioned before, the idea of self-care has become much more prevalent. So it's kind of like, yes, I'm still in this cycle, but I, I, need, I know I need to find a way out. It seems to be more of what's happening as, as opposed to like, I'm just here and that's the way it's going to be. And I guess I have to live, you know, being miserable. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I I think I'm seeing a little bit more, 
of just people being, you know, acknowledging, yeah, this is really hard and I'm completely overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and I need to do something, but I don't have any time. (laughs) So it really is amazing. Like I found, I really thought COVID would connect us a little bit more since we were all kind of like experiencing similar things. I thought that would like connect us a little bit more, but it's interesting to, I don't feel like it did as much as we maybe we maybe missed an opportunity a little bit (laughs) there. And then I feel like we immediately just wanted to get back into our rush and busy. And so now um, last year was even kind of harder for me. Like certainly teaching in COVID was, was stressful and difficult, but I find that trying to push to get back to normal so quickly and fill the calendar so quickly again has even been kind of stressful in a new way. So I don't know if you'd like to respond to that, but. Yeah, it's, it, it does. I think, I agree with what you're saying that, yeah, people are just like, okay, let's try to forget what happened and mm-hmm. jump back in where we left off. But yet mm-hmm. at the same time, there's just, I, I think just the, just the, the anxiety and the level of stress that's left over from that, that mm-hmm. is making it hard. It's make mm-hmm. it's just right. It's not working mm-hmm. um, the way everybody wants it to. I would mm-hmm. yeah definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Well, what else would you like to say about this verse? I've kind of taken us away and, and back again and <laughs> all over, but I just find it so interesting, like what you do and, and what your what your new ende- endeavor is. But what would you like to say about this verse? What else? Well, and, and really, like I said, it's just, even though we went a little bit farther out, it still comes back to this foundation mm-hmm. that anything I'm doing right now is because of, Jesus Christ, who gives me the strength and the grace to do it. And it's Mm -hmm. up to me to connect with that strength and that grace and to keep going back and to make sure. And I mean, that's one of the ways that I fill my cup is to have a a good, solid prayer life. And you know what? Everybody's going to be different in what they need you know, how much grace they need. Some people, like I always used to say, some people need to say 10 rosaries a day (laughs) and some people get away with, you know, one. Um, So it just kind of, everybody's a little different, but yet no matter what you are going to do or what you're called to do, it comes back to, you can do it easier. And when you turn back to, to God, who's going to give you that strength to do it. Mm -hmm. And especially in challenging times. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of where I keep, like, I'll keep coming back to this, to this verse is when I feel challenged, you know, when things are going great. Yeah. Maybe you don't think about it as much. (laughs) Yeah. Things are going good. Cool. Um, But when it starts to get challenging or things start to go wrong or something bad happens, yeah. Then you go back and say, okay, I can do this, but I Mm -hmm. can't do it alone. I need the strength and the grace from God to do it. Absolutely. And I think I like how you said too, that we all do that differently. I think when I was early on in my faith journey, my prayer life, I went to the Catholic university of America in DC. And so um, that was around a lot of like holy people. And I felt like I, I don't know, I was constantly, and we still do this. We compare ourselves, right? I'm sure like Mm -hmm. some of the the women in like your mom communities and stuff, we compare. Um, So I was always like, oh, I have to do, you were talking about like someone doing 10 rosaries versus one. And, you know, there's nothing, not one that's better. It's like, we have to do, we have to find our own spirituality, like you were saying, and like what fills us and what gives us that grace. Um, 
between us and God, you know? And I think for a long right. time I was like, no, I have to do the most. I have to do the most time. I have to sit for an hour in adoration. I have to go to daily mass. I have to do all these things. And those are all beautiful things that certainly give grace, but we have to do what we're, what's going to connect us. I don't know. Do you see where I'm going with that? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Because it is such a, such a big comparison game and you can't, it, I mean, I know it's easy to say, well, don't compare yourself to anybody else, but it's really hard to put that into action um, because it's so, that's just a natural thing you want to do is say, okay, well, look at her. She can, she, like you said, go to mass and say the rosary and do all this blah, blah, blah. Well, mm -hmm. but cause that's her, that's her path. Mm -hmm. And so maybe your path is going to look a lot different than that, but yeah, definitely comparison mm -hmm. is a, is a big, big part of the overwhelm. Yeah. Absolutely. And now it's even harder, I think, with social media and we can see and, and I just have to tell myself, I teach media literacy as well as teaching theology. And I just have to tell my students are much better, actually, I think, with navigating. I'm sure it's still very hard for them. But I think to an extent, we all have kind of learning like what people put on the Internet isn't necessarily real. You know, it's not really what's mm -hmm. going on. They're not going to post the the bad things or the hard things. They're posting like the the look at me, right. you know? <laughs> so, right. It is. It's hard. Laura, before we wrap up, what else would you like to say? Any final thoughts about this verse or kind of, yeah, final reflections? I've often, I mean, especially lately, it seems like we've been going through quite a few challenges. And I often think, how would I be able to do any of this without my faith? Mm -hmm. And so that's why whenever I start um, <clears throat> a, a project or a a group or anything, you know, in this community, prayer is going to be the foundation um, of all of it, just because it's, it's so important. It's, it's where you need to go. It's going to be where you get the strength to, to carry on from. So that's, that's always my first message is, you know, what's your, what's your prayer life like? And let's work on that first. And then we'll worry, you know, then we'll work on other things. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's well said. We have to, like we've been saying throughout this is like, that is that foundation and kind of what we were saying just now, like, it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's the most perfect, you know, prayer. It's just, it is, as long as it's like, it's between you and God and that, and that it's filling you, um, you know, so I think that is, that is well said. That's where we get our strength is in that time with God and then he can lead us. Um, I, f I certainly find that too. Like that's when I'm struggling, that's where I go, you know, um, how about plugging some projects or some things? Where can we find you? What would you like us to check out? Well, I pretty much am on uh, everything as a plan for joy. So I've got a website, uh, aplanforjoy.com. And then I'm on Instagram as a plan for joy. And I wish I could tell you that I had a name for this community. Um, I'm still, <laughs> still mm. trying to figure that out. And so I, uh, Probably the best place to to look is either on Instagram. I'll be updating, and then on my website, I'll have links once it is live, which, like mm. I said, hopefully will be mid May. So awesome! Yeah, I'm sure that God will give you. Maybe it'll be inspired by this verse or something. I think I, um, I know. But... Yeah, I just am looking for inspiration. So. Hopefully by the time this this airs, I will have a name. If not, um, 
maybe somebody else will be inspired by yeah. some suggestions. You can right. pop into the DMs with some suggestions or something. But um, I think it sounds like an awesome community. So you all should definitely check out Laura on her Instagram and also on her website and stay updated on uh, her establishing this community. And if you all would like to find out more about me, you can also find me on Instagram at seven mile chats, all spelled out. I also have a Twitter where I tweet about what I'm doing in my classroom at Miss Struckley one M S S T R U K E L Y one. And I love to hear from you. And, um, thank you, Laura, so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah. Thank you very much. It was, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Bye everyone.